Runo forty three of Kalevala, the land of the heroes by Elias Lunro, translated by William Forsell Kirby, eighteen forty four to nineteen twelve. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Runo forty three, the fight for the Sampo. Argument: The mistress of Poyola equips a war vessel and goes in pursuit of the robbers of the sampo when she overtakes them a fight ensues between the forces of poyola and kalevala in which the latter conquer nevertheless the mistress of poyola succeeds in dragging the sampo from the boat into the lake where it breaks to pieces the larger portions sink in the lake and form its riches while the smaller pieces are thrown on shore by the waves at which Vainamoinen is much pleased the mistress of Poyola threatens to send all evil upon Kalevala, to which Vainamoinen pays no attention. The mistress of Poyola returns home in great distress, taking with her only a small fragment of the cover of the Sampo. Vainamoinen carefully collects the fragments of the Sampo on the shore and plants them, hoping for continuous good fortune. Lohi, Poyola's old mistress, called together all her forces, bows delivered to her army and the men with swords provided, fitted out a ship of Poya as a warship she prepared it. In the ship the men she stationed and equipped for war the heroes, as the duck her ducklings musters, or the teal her children marshals. There she ranged a hundred swordsmen and a thousand men with crossbows in the boat the mast she lifted put the yards and spars in order on the mast the sails adjusted spread the canvas o'er the sail-yards like a hanging cloud it waved there like a cloud in heaven suspended then upon her voyage she started sailed away and speeded onward soon to struggle for the sampo with the boat of Vainamoinen. Vainamoinen, old and steadfast o'er the blue lake steered his vessel and he spoke the words which follow from the stern where he was seated o thou lively son of lempi of my friends the dearest to me climb thou quickly to the masthead and among the canvas hasten look thou to the air before thee look thou to the sky behind thee whether clear is the horizon or the sky is somewhat clouded then the lively lemminkainen ruddy youth accomplished scoundrel very active though unbidden very quick though never boastful to the masthead then ascended up aloft among the canvas east he looked and looked to westward looked to northwest and to southward looked across to poya's coastline and he spoke the words which follow clear in front is the horizon dark behind is the horizon rises north a cloud a small one hangs a single cloud to northwest said the aged Vainamoinen, what you say is surely nonsense for no cloud is there ascending nor a single cloud arising but perchance a sailing vessel look again and look more sharply then he looked again more sharply and he spoke the words which follow far away i see an island dimly looming in the distance aspens covered o'er with falcons speckled grouse among the birch trees said the aged Vainamoinen, what you say is surely nonsense for no falcons do you see there and no speckled grouse you see there but perchance the sons of poya look more sharply for the third time 
then the lively lemminkainen for the third time looked around him and he spoke the words which follow and in words like these expressed him tis a ship from poya sailing with a hundred rowlocks fitted and i see a hundred oarsmen and a thousand men beside them then the aged Vinamoinen, all the truth at once perceiving spoke aloud the words which follow row thou smith row ilmarinen row o lively lemminkainen row ye also all ye people that the boat be hurried forward and the vessel onward driven rowed the smith rowed ilmarinen rowed the lively lemminkainen all the people joined in rowing swayed about the pinewood oars loudly rang the row and rowlocks and the pinewood boat was swaying like a seal the prow dashed onward boiled the waves behind like cataract like a bell uprose the water and the foam flew up in masses as for wager rode the heroes as in race the heroes struggled but they rowed and made no progress nor could urge the wooden vessel further from the sailing vessel and the ship that came from poya then the aged Vinamoinen saw misfortune fast approaching on his head was doomsday falling and he pondered and reflected how to act and how to save him and he spoke the words which follow still i know a plan of safety still i see a little marvel then he took a piece of tinder in his tinder-box he found it and of pitch he took a little and a little piece of tinder and into the lake he threw it o'er his shoulder left he threw it and he spoke the words which follow and in words like these expressed him let a reef of this be fashioned and a cliff be fashioned from it where may run the ship of poya fitted with a hundred rowlocks and may strike in lake tempestuous and amid the waves be shattered thereupon a reef grew upward in the lake a cliff was fashioned half its length to east directed and its breadth to north directed onward sped the ship of poya gliding swiftly through the lake waves and upon the reef came rushing and upon the rocks wedged firmly broke across the wooden vessel and to splinters it was broken in the lake the mast fell crashing and the sails fell drooping downward by the wind away were carried and the spring wind all dispersed them lohi poyola's old mistress plunged her feet into the water and she tried to push the vessel and she tried to raise the vessel but no spear could lift the vessel and she could not even move it for the ribs had all been shattered all the rowlocks had been broken and she pondered and reflected and she spoke the words which follow who can aid me now with counsel who can help me in this trouble then her form she quickly altered to another shape transformed her and she took five scythes the sharpest and six hoes worn out completely these she fashioned into talons into claws did she convert them half the broken vessel's fragments did she then arrange beneath her and the sides to wings she fashioned and to tail she turned the rudder neath her wings took men a hundred on her tail she took a thousand and the hundred men were swordsmen and the thousand men were archers then she flew her wings extending and she soared aloft as eagle and she poised herself and hovered to attack old Vinamoinen. in the clouds one wing was flapping in the water splashed the other then the fairest water-mother spoke aloud the words which follow o thou aged Vinamoinen, turn thy head beneath the sunrise do thou turn thine eyes to north-west look a little now behind thee 
Vinamoinen old and steadfast turned his head beneath the sunrise and he turned his eyes to northwest looked a little just behind him onward came the crone of poya and the wondrous bird was hovering like a hawk about his shoulders with the body of an eagle soon she came near Vinamoinen, and she flew upon the masthead clambered out upon the sail-yard and upon the pole she sat her and the boat was nearly sinking and the vessel's side lurched downward thereupon smith ilmarinen sought from jumala assistance and invoking the creator then he spoke the words which follow save us o thou good creator gracious jumala protect us that the son may not be hurried nor the mother's child hurled downward from among the living creatures from the creatures whom thou rulest ukko jumala the highest thou our father in the heavens cast a fiery robe around me over me a shirt of fire that i thus may fight protected and may thus contend protected that my head may fear no evil nor my hair may be disordered when the shining swords are clashing and the steely points are meeting said the age of Vinamoinen, and he spoke the words which follow hail o pohjola's great mistress wilt thou now divide the sampo out upon the jutting headland on the misty island's summit then said pohjola's old mistress no i'll not divide the sampo not with thee thou wretched creature not with thee o Vinamoinen. and she swooped to snatch the sampo from the boat of Vinamoinen. then the lively lemminkainen drew his sword from out his sword-belt firm he grasped the sharpened iron and from his left side he drew it striking at the eagle's talons at the claws of eagle striking struck the lively lemminkainen as he struck these words he uttered down ye men and down ye swordsmen down with all the sleepy heroes from her wings ye men a hundred ten from ends of every feather answered then the crone of poya and she answered from the masthead o thou lively son of lempi wretched kauko worthless fellow for thou hast deceived thy mother lied unto thy aged mother thou wast pledged to seek no battle in the space of sixty summers whether need of gold should tempt thee or the love of silver urge thee Vinamoinen, old and steadfast he the great primeval minstrel thought his doom had come upon him and he felt his bane approaching from the lake he drew the rudder took the oak spar from the billows and with this he struck the monster on the claws he struck the eagle all the other claws he shattered there remained the smallest only from her wings the youths dropped downward in the lake the men splashed downward from beneath her wings a hundred from her tail a thousand heroes down there dropped the eagle likewise crashing down upon the boat ribs as from tree the capricalzi or from fir branch drops the squirrel then she tried to seize the sampo seized it with her nameless finger from the boat she dragged the sampo down she pulled the pictured cover from the red boat's hold she pulled it mid the blue lake's waters cast it and the sampo broke to pieces and was smashed the pictured cover then the fragments all were scattered and the sampo's larger pieces sank beneath the peaceful waters to the black ooze at the bottom thence there springs the water's riches and the wealth of otto's people nevermore in all his lifetime while the golden moon is shining shall the wealth of otto fail him neither shall his watery honours other pieces were remaining 
rather small those other fragments on the blue lake's surface floating tossing on the broad lake's billows and the wind forever rocked them and the billows drove them onward and the wind still rocked the fragments and the lake waves ever tossed them on the blue lake's surface floating tossing on the broad lake's billows to the land the wind impelled them to the shore the billows drove them Vinamoinen, old and steadfast in the surf beheld them floating through the breakers shoreward driving then on shore upcast by billows saw the fragments of the sampo splinters of the pictured cover very greatly did it please him and he spoke the words which follow from these seeds the plant is sprouting lasting welfare is commencing here is ploughing here is sowing here is every kind of increase thence there comes the shining moonlight thence there comes the lovely sunlight o'er the mighty plains of suomi and the lovely land of suomi then did pohjola's old mistress speak aloud the words which follow still can i devise a method find a method and contrivance gainst thy ploughing and thy sowing gainst thy cattle and thine increase that thy moon shall cease its shining and thy sun shall cease its shining in the rocks the moon i'll carry hide the sun in rocky mountains and will send the frost to freeze you that the frozen air destroyeth what thou ploughest and thou sowest thy provisions and thy harvests i will send a hail of iron and a hail of steel o'erwhelming over all thy finest clearings and the best among the cornfields on the heath the bear i'll waken from the pines the wide-toothed monster that he may destroy thy geldings and that he thy mares may slaughter and that he may kill thy cattle and that he thy cows may scatter i'll with sickness slay thy people and thy race will wholly slaughter that so long as shines the moonlight in the world no more tis mentioned then the aged Vinamoinen answered in the words that follow never lapland's spell affects me neither threats from turjalainen Yumala is lord of weather keys of fate are the creators not to wicked men entrusted neither to malicious fingers if i turn to my creator to my Yumala upreaching from my corn he'll banish maggots that they do not spoil my harvest that they may not harm my seed corn nor destroy my corn when growing nor may take my seed corn from me nor my splendid corn when growing go thou pohjola's great mistress drag unto the stones the lost ones crush thou in the rocks the wicked evils in thy chosen mountain not the shining of the moonlight nor the shining of the sunlight send the frost to freeze the country send the frozen air destroying send it only on thy seed corn that thy corn when sown be injured send thou forth a hail of iron and a hail of steel o'erwhelming let it fall on thine own ploughing only on the fields of poya on the heath the bear awaken and the fierce cat in the bushes from the wood the curving clawed one neath the pines the wide-toothed monster but to range the paths of poya and to prey on poya's cattle then did pohjola's old mistress answer in the words which follow now my might has all departed and my strength has greatly weakened by the lake my wealth was taken by the waves was crushed the sampo then she hastened homeward weeping back to pohjola lamenting nothing worthy to be mentioned of the sampo brought she homeward nothing but a little fragment by her nameless finger carried 
but a fragment of the cover which to sariola she carried hence the poverty of poya and the starving life of lapland Vinamoinen, old and steadfast went back likewise to his country but he took the sampo's fragments and the fragments of the cover from the lake shore where he found them from the fine sand of the margin and he sowed the sampo's fragments and the pieces of the cover out upon the jutting headland on the misty island summit that they there might grow and flourish might increase and yield their produce as the ale obtained from barley as the bread that rye is yielding then the aged Vinamoinen spoke aloud the words which follow grant o Yumala, creator that we now may live in comfort and be joyous all our lifetime and thereafter die in honour in our pleasant land of suomi and in beautiful karelia keep us o thou great creator guard us Yumala, most gracious from the men to us unfriendly and from that old woman's malice guard us from terrestrial evils and the spells of water sorcerers o protect thy sons for ever mayst thou always aid thy children guard them always in the night-time and protect them in the daytime lest the sun should cease from shining lest the moon should cease from beaming lest the winds should cease from blowing lest the rain should cease from falling lest the frost should come and freeze us and the evil weather harm us build thou up a fence of iron and of stone a castle build us round the spot where i am dwelling and round both sides of my people build it up from earth to heaven build it down to earth from heaven as my own my life-long dwelling as my refuge and protection that the proud may not devour us and they may not spoil our harvests in the course of all our lifetime when the golden moon is shining end of runo forty three recording by expatriate in bangor maine